Super Talk Mississippi media production. I'll pre record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Good afternoon, everyone, from the First Bank Studio in Hattiesburg. I'm Kelly Sander with another installment of the Eagle Hour as we get a few days closer to opening kickoff of the college football season, in particular our Southern Miss Golden Eagles. I know a lot of the Students on campus are getting moved in. There's all the buzz and activity of getting moved into dormitories and new apartments and reacquainting themselves with everybody. One of my favorite times of year is uh, getting together and getting another academic year underway. We hope that Luke Johnson will be joining us uh, a little bit later on. And we're talking today in regards to football. And a little bit later on in the program, we'll be talking with Kathleen Sick from the Campus Bookmart in Hattiesburg about all the things going on over at Campus Bookmart. A lot of swag flying off the shelves as parents are in town now, too, getting dorm rooms equipped and getting their uh, clothing ready for the upcoming football season. But joining us now is Tracy Smith, the 18-year director of the Dixie Darlings on campus. And, you know, as you look around campus, it has changed. The football coaching staff has changed. The football stadium has changed. A lot of things have changed. But one thing that has not, and probably the most traditional part of the fall, is when the Dixie Darlings hit the field with the Southern Miss, with the Pride of Mississippi, the Southern Miss Marching Band. Tracy, we're so glad to have you here. Thank and you. actually, you guys are rocking and rolling as we you're in camp this week. We are in camp right now, yeah. These ladies um, and all the band, we're putting in 12 and 14-hour days. They started about four days ago. And already, it's just, they're, they've been remarkable. I'm amazed at what they've accomplished in that short amount of time. And it's so pleasant outside this time of oh, year. Oh, yeah, so it's always so lovely <laughs> South Mississippi in August. <laughs> Let's go back to the roots of the Dixie Darlings. Actually... Dr. Manoni, who's as in, as in the Manoni Performing Arts Center, exactly. he actually founded the Dixon Darlings and kind of patterned them after a, a group of young ladies at a junior college in Texas. So Correct, yeah. So Dr. Manoni um, was the director of the band at the time, and he um, saw the Kilgore Rangerettes perform at Texas at... Um, a Texas Community College and wanted to pattern a group like that. He thought that the Pride needed an additional group, an auxiliary unit. And so he recruited Joyce Semecca and asked her to come to the university. And from there, she she is noted as our first Dixie Darling. And from there, she came on and helped him direct that group and select the first group of 16 ladies. And that's who they had when they initially started the group. And by the year's end, they had doubled that number to 32. Speaking of Joyce, one of your favorite weekends every year is Alumni Weekend, Homecoming, what have you. Yes. When all former Dixie Darlings, who are certainly welcome to come back and perform, do. And Joyce, 
makes that trip. She does. Yeah, we have about three ladies from the original group of 1954 who still get out there and actually dance with us. And it's just so amazing. I, I really live for that weekend. It's exhausting, but I love it. It's it's one of the few events I've ever done in my life where you have so many generations of ladies who have this one love, not only for the Dixie Darlings and the Pride of Mississippi, but Southern Miss. And, um, and like you said, things changed. Some of them did not go to the school when it was called Southern Miss. They weren't Golden Eagles. They were another mascot but we all have this one love and we're all there to support and be ambassadors for the university and we come together it's just always so much fun i didn't even think about that the the mississippi southern southerners yes you know back in the day yes. all right but the but you i am assuming now that most of your young women come from dance backgrounds perhaps gymnastics as well yeah they generally do a lot of these young ladies they take um they've taken dance for years they're in the studios if their high school is lucky enough to have a dance team they've had some dance team experience but they might also be involved in gymnastics or cheerleader to show choir, but they, they have some sort of performance-based background that involves movement. Yeah. The number of members of the Golden, Golden Spirits, <laughs> that's a high school yeah, group from so Oak Grove right off the way here. <laughs> the Dixie Darlings, you have 38 this year, but that number has fluctuated over time. It has. Um, there is, has been as many as like 60-something on the team, but we would only field 50. Um, generally, the number is around 42, 45. That's kind of a good number, but we've had as few as 38 and even 36 in the time I've been there because we just sort of go where these scores level off at the audition. I'm never going to compromise the integrity of the team and what we expect from a team member as far as their skills in order to reach a certain number every year. So some years we have more, some less. So you're not going to lower the bar. I'm not. I mean, either they get there you know, right. or, or they don't. Right. Now, one of the things that also has remained the same pretty much since the 1970s has been their outfits that they wear the long gloves and the boots kind of give us a history lesson there yeah so when they started out in 1954 it was the shorter boots the shorter gloves they would even use batons some they'd wear little crowns but the outfit itself remained the same you know so it was always the short skirt or the shorts you know with a little dance top and then as that evolved over time somewhere around the 70s they started using the more of the knee boots and the longer gloves changed the hairstyle a little bit but again we always work within that precision realm so think rockets but put it on a football field but hot, I and would imagine. really hot. With the, with the high boots and the long gloves, you're talking really hot. Yeah, but you know, it's not as hot as wearing a band uniform or a football outfit. So. Fair enough. <laughs> and and to give credit where credit is due, we are going to, to promote the Pride of Mississippi on Thursday. We're going to talk about their different uh, halftime show. Yeah. So let's talk about the different halftime shows and how the Dixie Darlings plug in. Now, when the Dixie Darlings originally take the field, that choreography, movement, whatever you want to call it, that doesn't appear to me to have changed much at all since the beginning. Not a lot. That's our strut. That's what we call our entrance. And so, again, back in the day, they would start from the end zones and come in and meet in the center of the field. But somewhere along the way, around the 1960s, 70s, we started coming from the front of the field. And so it's evolved a little bit over time. But the strut, this flying motion we do to get on the field, it was created because they had so much distance they had to cover in order to reach where they need to be. So it started with a normal marching position and became this sort of flying motion that we are more famous for. All right, now the strut that we're talking about, you'll see the toes of the young ladies kind of drag on on the astroturf. Yeah. How many pairs... (laughs) 
trouble. Very observant. <laughs> Dude, because, I mean, that's that's killing the, the bottom of the, or the toe yeah. of the shoe, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, there are no dance shoes, no sneakers, no boots that are meant to do what we do. So, yeah, they'll kind of go through some boots, but what they'll do generally is have a performance pair and a practice pair. So when we're doing it 50,000 times in practice, they're wearing that practice pair, and the tops of those are just really worn out. And then the ones they use for game day, you know, we've only started in those once or twice a, a day, so we're good. And one of the differences between high school performing arts like the bands and, and cheer squads, whatever you want to call them, and colleges is that the, like the, the Pride this year is going to have four different halftime shows. Yeah. Well, that would mean obviously four different sets of choreography or how do you guys, how do the Dixie Darlings plug in with the Pride? Okay. So when we plug in with Pride, of course, we're coming in and we'll do our features or we'll be somewhere incorporated into um, their drill. But we... Um, we work really quick. We're just fortunate enough that at the college level, you've got girls who are at the top of their game. You know, they were the cream of the crop of the area they came from and just have a really high caliber. And we sometimes have to put together a show in, in truly a week. You have to learn two or three dances and they learn the dances. We clean the dances. They have to audition the dances and then we're performing the dances all in the week. Now, usually we've got two or three weeks to do that. But yeah, every single show we're we're on go and just constantly constantly running so between freshmen sophomore juniors and seniors your squad this year breaks down generally how um we've got a small group of freshmen this year so we've got about maybe 10 and then on the other end we have probably about eight to ten seniors as well um and then the rest of the bulk is made up of the in-between so some years you know we'll have as few as five seniors because it's really hard to do this all four years it's a big time commitment and a lot of dedication and then some years we'll have as many as 12 seniors so it's it, it just changes, but but generally, you know, when they can, they they stick with it and and try and do all four years when possible. And it's important to note too that the Dixie Darlings are scholarshiped. But yeah. let's talk about the hierarchy of the Dixie Darlings and where they fit into the the hierarchy at the school. Like, are they with the the marching band who do they fall under i guess okay. the direction of yeah that. we are housed under the pride of mississippi we are members of the pride even though we are a separate dance team and kind of do some of our own things but we are housed under the pride and that falls under the school of music okay and and but when once football season is over and we hope it'll be a while on down the road yeah. maybe a bowl game or whatever Ooh, yeah but you're done we're done um that's another thing a lot of these a lot of people don't understand about these young ladies we don't work all summer they come in like i said 10 days before school starts we start getting it all together with the prod and everything and then once we hit december january and bowl games are over we're done and they're free to pursue other things they um you know of course they're encouraged to keep up their skills we want them to keep up their stamina and everything um but they're kind of on their own to pursue other things or maybe increase their class load a little bit tracy you've been doing this for 18 years yeah. have have dancers gotten better as a whole over 18 years with the onset of competitive dance and i mean it's, it seems to be really cutthroat nowadays yeah it potentially can be and um yeah i think they have gotten better the skills you know it's kind of like watching i always say use this comparison of the olympics when you watch natalia komenichi when she did her 10 back in the day and it was so amazing and the first 10 ever well now our you know five and six year old gymnasts are doing that and so look at how same thing with dance what we did 10 years ago was great and we still do that but there have been so many more advancements and people are continually pushing their bodies and testing their skills limit so we do that too as as you speak college students are googling nadia komenit <laughs> <laughs> from romania i think That's true. i think so yeah. have you got just another minute or so sure, to sure. hang around sure. we're continuing our discussion with tracy smith 18 year director of the dixie darlings i'm going to try to do my hand motions like and that hasn't changed that is not. with the music <laughs> and we're going to talk about how precise they are there and what's involved 
with their camp this week as the Dixie Darlings get ready for football season as well. The Eagle Hour continues after this timeout. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. This segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by Campus Bookmark. It's the big neon yellow building right across the street from the main entrance to the campus on Hardy Street. You can't miss it. And actually, in just a few moments, we're going to be talking with Kathleen Sick from uh, Campus Bookmark. Kelly Sander with you here from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg. Luke Johnson is going to join us here in just a second as we conclude our conversation with the director of the Dixie Darlings. Now, Tracy Smith, you guys are in camp this week. What does that mean? That means a lot of long days, 12 and 14 hour days. Um, and that means working on getting pregame ready. That means working on getting our first halftime show ready. That means conditioning. Um, and that means getting all the things we do on the sidelines ready, learning how to do Eagle Walk. So it's just every single thing that we do for that very first home game we start working on right now but it's these it's these 12 to 18 hour days too that develop the bonding and the the camaraderie that a lot of people don't realize has taken place yeah these ladies become their own little family i mean we have plenty that also do a lot of things with their sororities with their majors some involved in student government and many other student organizations you know my girls tend to be very involved but they say dixie darling really becomes their family and these are their lifelong friends and in weddings and they're still in touch with each other 10 and 15 years later final question because they'll come by where we tailgate Uh and and um I'll always stop them and ask them to teach me how to do the, what do we call chops. The, the chops yeah. when the band is playing the, the fight song? Yeah. And, and I tried to do it for them. And you'll be pleased to know that one of your young ladies said, no, no, Mr. Sander, your elbows are way too low. <laughs> All right, so doing the chops, there's a, there is a right way and a wrong way there to do it. There is a right way. Everything we do is precision-based, so we want to look like one unit moving. So, yeah, we down to where their fingertips are with every single motion we do. They have to be very, very body conscious. Well, do I get special dispensation, though, Tracy? Sure. bring my elbows down just a little? Just maybe a little. That's not very easy. If, if, you, if you try that, <laughs> having the elbows up to where your thumbs have to t- touch your shoulders, it's... <laughs> Of course, nothing at my age is easy to do. But we wish you continued success. Thank you for 18 great years. And as we mentioned, a lot of things change. But if you don't like change, one thing you can always count on is that the Dixie Darlings are going to deliver. They're going to deliver in those certain uniforms that you're used to seeing. And it's always going to be great. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you so much. I enjoyed it. All right. Tracy Smith uh, with us. Luke Johnson joins us now from the First Bank Studio in Laurel. Luke, the first weekend of National Football League exhibition games this weekend. A lot of Southern Miss guys were pretty busy on the field. I saw Ito Smith getting some carries with Arizona, among other guys. I know that that, uh, Mike Thomas had a good game with uh, Cincinnati this weekend, and they defeated Tampa Bay, the world champion Buccaneers. And you're our numbers guy as we welcome you to the set, man. How was your weekend? It was really good. Um, busy, played in a golf tournament on Saturday, though, but uh, but had a good time. Before we get into the, the Southern Miss guys in the NFL, did, sure. did you actually like show off and, and get her? I know you were discussing that at the end, but did you like visually show her what you do every time that we're at a, a remote and let her test it out to make sure that it was right? He did, and he found out he's been doing it wrong all these years. <laughs> My elbows weren't high enough, but like I told her. 
on those chops, it's difficult for me. You got you to get those elbows up really, really high, you know, in order to do it right. But, uh, but as you heard, Luke, I got special dispensation. So, Well, you, you should have. But I, if, if you've never, if your listeners, if you've never seen us live at a remote, there will be very few times. We'll be at Rami's Friday, so he'll probably do it then. But Santa will lead into the show. Uh, and we'll just get out of the way because he will take off with his Dixie Darling uh, moves. And I just wanted to make sure that they were officially uh, judged um, by the resident authority there with Tracy being in the studio with you. Yeah, l- needless to say, the, the people trying out next year are in no jeopardy of me, of me taking anybody's spot. <laughs> <laughs> Good deal. All right, yeah, so um, really when we're talking about NFL um, – Southern Miss guys, the the guy to watch is Quez Watkins. Yeah, how about Quez that? Watkins has emerged as kind of if you remember what Deshaun Jackson was so uh, so much for the the Eagles over the years that deep threat. Of course, Quez with the four three speed. He actually um, this weekend against the Steelers in a losing effort. The, the Eagles lost twenty four sixteen, but Quez had one catch, uh, but it was for a touchdown uh, for seventy nine yards. It's really his his only catch uh, so far in, in preseason, but he has been showing out at practice. It was another he called another bomb. It was kind of uh, it was just a, an, an Eagles practice, but Quez Watkins is making a case uh, to to possibly be a starter um, for the Eagles, and uh, that that's really. It all starts there because he has been phenomenal. Of course, Golden Eagle fans know what he did at, at Southern Miss and, and saw that and didn't really get the chance to, to show that last year, but uh, looking like Kelly that he will do it this year. I'm not surprised by that. I mean, I always I always thought that, that he was a cut above the rest. I mean, we've talked about that in the last couple of years. I'd say, man, I, you know, I don't know a lot about football. I've never co- coached a game. But Quez Watkins, to me, was a difference maker. And, uh, and great now that he's getting the opportunity with the Philadelphia Eagles to, to show that. Maybe, maybe one day it'll be from Nick Mullins. They'll be in a, in a key situation together where Southern Miss will get some really, really good pub. You know, but, yeah, good for Quez. And Picasso Nelson, um, I know, was with the Arizona Cardinals. And, and Ito Smith, we talked last week where Ito, we weren't really sure where Ito was or what he was doing, but you tracked him down. Yeah, he's playing for the Cardinals, and and you know you just kind of look at the statistics that they had. Of course, he was with the Falcons for a while. Um, he they they ran a lot of running backs out there, like like you would see in a regular season game. Kind of interesting for a Cliff Kingsbury offense, but they actually rushed two, four, six, eight guys. Um, Ito got two rushes for six yards. And you really, you know, sometimes you can't make much out of the first game. For instance, like I don't think Jamie Collins even played for the Lions. Um, Kamara didn't play for the Saints. Um, but but you would think that, you know, Ito trying to make a roster, um, you would think he maybe got a, a little more carries out of that, or he, he could be a lock. But, yeah, Ito Smith with the Cardinals now had a long run of 11. They beat the Cowboys this weekend 19-16. Um, to 16. Um, Another receiver and, and a guy that, that you uh, you followed well, got I think last year was his first career touchdown catch. But but Mike Thomas this weekend, the, how about the Bengals beating the Bucks? What, what did you think about that first and foremost? I, you know, you just kind of talked about it. It's it's so difficult in preseason to really figure out, you know, what's going on. Now, the Bengals did not play Joe Burrow at all, uh, which didn't surprise me. Tom Brady played one series. So, and whether I like him or not, you certainly can't discount what Tom Brady means to a team. But I know that, uh, you know, confidence-wise, it'll certainly help Cincinnati. Uh, and they're in that tough division with, Ball, with the Ravens, I think, have won, what, 21 straight preseason games? 
something like that. But they're in there with the Steelers and the Browns. And so, I mean, I don't think it's really going to matter so much for Cincinnati. But but from what I'm hearing from the River City there, that Mike Thomas is, is going to be a factor this year. I mean, if, if he continues to play the way he has so far. Three targets uh, in that game, two catches for 32 yards along a 22. He's sitting behind Jamar Chase right now, but he's second on the depth chart um, at the wide receiver position. They, they start three wide receivers, so he's sitting behind Chase. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I think he's another guy that has uh, the ability. You know, he, he's not going to start, but at the same time, he's going to be, you know, maybe in a four-receiver set or a five-receiver set, he'll be out there. And the, so an opportunity um, for, for Mike Thomas. And the Bengals play the Washington football team this Friday, so Bob and I will have to have some little bet going, I guess. But, you know, there used to be four preseason games, but now there's only three. So the pressure is on both coaching staffs and players to use this limited time to be able to show out. And like you said, one of those three games is down, and Mike Thomas putting up those kind of numbers is certainly going to bode well for him. Now, they've got some other, you know, they've got some other great receivers. We mentioned Jamar Chase out of LSU, T. Higgins that they drafted out of, uh, out of uh, Clemson, and one other receiver whose name, uh, uh, Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd, who might be the Bengals' yep. best receiver overall. So there is, there is a talent backlog there at wide receiver, but the fact that Mike Thomas is putting up these numbers when he's given the opportunity certainly bodes well for him making the club. It does. Uh, another Golden Eagle um, that we, we should notice, the Michael Harris with the Indianapolis Colts. Of course, they're trying to figure out what they're going to do in their quarterback position because Carson Wentz is, is injured. Sam Ellinger and Jacob Eason um, led the Colts to a 21-18 victory over the Carolina Panthers in that game to Michael Harris. Uh, of course, playing a wide receiver for the Colts. One catch um, for six yards. And I was going to pull up the, the Colts' depth chart just to see where he's at. But but one more mention, a guy that uh, – not a Southern Miss guy, but a, a, a South Mississippi guy, Omar Bayless, who played at Laurel High School and and then uh, led the nation at Arkansas State. Uh, it was like a top two or top three receiver in yards and touchdowns his, his senior year. He, he got injured early for the Panthers last year, but he's back. Uh, he played in this game. He had a catch for seven yards, so pretty cool. Uh, two, two Mississippi guys there. But when you look at the Colts' depth chart um, with the uncertainty at the quarterback position, Harris right now, he, he's behind Michael uh, Michael Pittman Jr., who was a, a big pick for them last year. But Harris is a guy they like simply because Frank Wright liked him last year. He could put him in space. He can be a slot guy. Um, you know, He can run some of those jet sweeps and, and other stuff like that. So DeMichael Harris is an intriguing Intriguing guy to watch him maybe step up and, and get more playing time as the season goes on. And one of our favorite guys when he played at, at Southern Miss was Picasso Nelson, and he is also with the Arizona Cardinals. He's kind of been, you know, kind of bounced around last year, but I'm really hoping that he will uh, find a spot and get a spot on an NFL team because he's such a such a character guy and is a great teammate. Uh, everybody that that talks to him, so I'm hoping that he really gets a chance. You know, with a, with a team that has a chance to be pretty good. You know, Arizona I got to. Uh, text Picasso yesterday. He said, man, I'd love to do the show, but as you can imagine, things are pretty busy in training camp right now. So hopefully we'll get to talk to Picasso Nelson as the NFL season progresses. What, 7th of September? Something like that of the first games? Not far away. Southern Miss will actually tee it up before then. And we'll talk with Kathleen Sick on the other side of the commercial break from Campus Bookmark to tell you how you can get ready to go for said season. The Eagle Hour with Kelly Sander, Luke Johnson, and Michael Mergens continues in just a moment.
get on some of those special teams uh, and, and then, you know, back up on defense, the, the great opportunity for him. We saw a guy, you know, from Laurel Akeem Davis um, that, that did that for a long time, and then he came and coached at, at Southern Miss. But also I went back and checked. Ito Smith is technically third on the Cardinals' official depth chart. So, you know, it makes sense why some of those other guys got who aren't on the depth chart or, or, or behind him on the depth chart got some of those carries. But Unfortunately. James Conner from the Steelers came over to the Cardinals uh, in the offseason, and he's always seems to be banged up. So there should be a real, real opportunity for Ito with Arizona. And, and running backs generally tend to get banged up pretty early and often. So, uh, so let's just hope that we don't wish anybody badly, but we certainly would love to see you know Ito get to play for the Arizona Cardinals. Meanwhile, let's go out to uh, Hardy Street. Right across from the main entrance to the university where Campus Bookmark, Kathleen Sick joins us. She's our proprietor there at Campus Bookmark, the big bright yellow building right across from campus. And if you if you happen to miss the bright yellow color, you're certainly not going to miss the traffic jam that is taking place there today. Because as we mentioned, the kids are getting back to school. Parents are in town getting the apartments set up and the dormitories for their kids. Kathleen, I would imagine you guys have got your hands full this week. Yes, we did. We had a lot of kids come in this weekend and a lot of parents coming in. And Plus, it's almost time for that football, and we have fans coming in, getting ready for football. Everybody's very excited, ready to tailgate, and ready to go to the ball game. Now, we've talked about the, the Southern Miss swag at Campus Bookmark, and one of the things that I always appreciate is for us full-figured guys, you have those – Sizes with a lot of X's. <laughs> we do. We we go up to a five X, and and that even takes care of me. So that uh, that's good to know that e- that we are even thought of at, at campus at campus bookmark. But when yep. with all of these things, Kathleen, how, I mean, you guys could put a, a Southern Miss logo on just about anything. How do you network and find all these doodads, you know, that that are there in the store? Well, we just shop around, shop around, look around, and find it, find out what people are interested in, what they like, and we try to get whatever they want for them. Now, you've also got books uh, p- books on hand as well? No, sir. We don't, you, do, we don't do books anymore. We only do used to. Uh, game day. Yep, we used to. Gotcha. Yep. So, how, so what are people buying this year? Um, well, probably the number one selling shirt right now, of course, is our, our football coaches. Um, motto: Attitude is everything. And that's so, and those come in a, a wide variety of colors. I would imagine they do. They well, they come in gold. They come in in black, and they go all the way up to size five X. Okay, again, we can't hammer that five X uh, too much. But Luke, I know you've got a bunch of uh, Southern Miss swag there in the Johnson household. Absolutely, and and almost all of it comes from from campus bookmark. And and Kath, Kathleen, it's it's time again because usually what I do is I, I come in in August or, or early September, the first week of September, and I kind of pick out my hat for the year. Now the one that I got from you last year, it's a, it's a trucker hat, it's net back, and the black is almost turning purple in some places because of how much I sweat. So anyway, it's time for me to come back. I'm looking on the website right now, and anybody like me that wants a good southern mishat you guys have apps i think there's seven pages of hats on campusbookmark.net that i'm looking at right now and that's not even all of them that's in the store i mean we have more than than on the website in the store 
Now, have you got some that can protect the neck from from uh, from the sun and all those sorts of yes. things? Is, is, I'm yeah. looking at those right now. Okay. We have boonies. Yes, we have. We have anything you need. Now, when you, they even got visors, and, and I'm I'm checking these to make sure they're Jeff Bauer regulation, and I do see some of the taller visors. So you can have the short golf visor, or you can have the one that's Jeff Bauer approved. So, I, I, if if our listeners have never been in Campus Bookmark, obviously you're not a true Southern Miss fan because every true Southern Miss fan has been in Campus Bookmark. But Kathleen, to, to go back to how many hats you have in store, because that's just kind of my, my wheelhouse, there's an entire wall dedicated to hats. And it's not like one of these where there's like, you know, three little shelves. You guys, it, it's probably eight or eight or nine or maybe ten high, and it's just so many rows in, in the store. Yes, absolutely. We probably have. I mean, at least over a hundred different hats. At least a hundred different hats. Now, the website is is available, obviously, twenty four seven, so people can can shop online. How do you how do you keep all of that current, Kathleen, with all of the all of the different products that you have there in the store? Well, it's it's kind of hard to do, but we try to keep up with it. We just work on it and work on it and make sure that we get it all back in for people when they when they need it. Make a lot of notes of what what selling the most and make sure we get extra of it how has e-commerce since the onset of covid how has e-commerce changed the way that you've done business overall at campus bookmark uh it's been a little bit different but but not not a whole whole bunch you know now it's 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 starting to go back to a little bit of the norm you know a little bit do you do you have do you have uh masks with the with the eagle logo on it we we do we have (laughs) we have masks we sure do have masks (laughs) i would i would look if there's any anything with southern miss on it you guys are going to have it we do we have masks to put on we sure do now one time i came in there and there was a fire pit you know with those wrought iron fire pits that you you know burn in the in the fall and winter and whatnot and it had the southern miss logo uh you know, in the side of it, so that the, when the when your logs would light up and stuff, you would see, you know, the Southern Miss logo. Now that stuff isn't just made next door. No, it's not. How, how, no, it's and, not. and some of these obscure items, you said you you search far and wide, but I yes. mean that's amazing that you can find something like that. How did you how did you find something like that? Um, actually, they they contacted us for that, and and. You know, it was one of our companies, and they they were doing it for other schools, and said that they would do some for us. So we, of course, we jumped on that, and they sold really well. They yeah. really did. They I, sold really well. I can imagine because it was because it was really you know a unique kind of item. Do yeah. do are guys or girls more into the the swag? I'm guessing I'm guessing that the guys would be. The guys are. They are. Yes. And is it just shirts and hats? Oh no. No, I mean it's we sell a lot, we sell a lot of sweatshirts. Really, I mean all year round. I don't care if it's 110 degrees outside. They come in and buy sweatshirts. Now the college kids buy a, a lot of sweatshirts. So yeah, sweatshirts probably sells the most for us. Sweatshirts and polos. I just can't imagine Luke when it's 100 degrees outside. I, I'm telling it's, you, that's those... this weekend when they were all moving in, they were all buying sweatshirts, and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so hot. But yeah, we it's those do. dorm we rooms. And so it's how cold those dorm rooms are on, on campus. But but you're not lying, Kathleen. I'm just I'm perusing the website. 
I can go buy golf balls with the Southern Miss Eagle head on there. I can buy golf uh, driver covers. I can buy a golf towel with Southern Miss on there. And there's stuff for kids, too. I think that that was what was so big about me being a Southern Miss fan from, from the very beginning. My dad made sure that as a kid I was you know, around people in our community that were Ole Miss and Mississippi State. I was always flexing Southern Miss swag. And, you get, and at Campus Bookmark, you have such a variety of things that people can get their kids wearing at school and on game day with Southern Miss stuff. That's right. We try to take care of everybody, even with, even the yeah, animals, even dogs. We have, really? We have, I didn't yeah. know you had animal stuff. Mm-hmm. We do. We have, like, the collars and the bandanas that go around their neck and um, leashes. Yeah. Now, now, as kids are, are decorating their dorm rooms or apartments or things, like home furnishings or, you know, wall art or anything like that, you guys have that as well? Uh, we have that also, yes. What would yes, you what, what would you recommend, Kathleen, if we're if we're designing the dorm room or an apartment, some things in, that you guys have in the store that, that might look good? We have a lot of um, we have a lot of little um, wooden pictures that they can put up on the walls that has like the eagle on it with Southern Miss underneath it. Um, we have like the long little signs that hang that say different things about uh, Southern Miss. We have a bunch of stuff that you can hang on your walls. Yeah, coffee, coffee mugs too. I mean, what what college student doesn't go through a bunch of coffee? Right. Uh, so you you got to have a couple of uh, southern. And a lot of them mugs. hang flags in their room. You know, we have flags. We have uh, the uh, three by fives. We have the uh, regular ones that just hang, and and they ha- they do that a lot in their um, dorm rooms. Well, Campus Bookmart is the place to go. Uh, and again, it might be. It might be a little bit crowded this week, but of course things are heading back to school and everybody wants to go there because it is kind of your one-stop shop for Southern Miss apparel, Southern Miss decor, everything dealing with Southern Miss Campus Bookmark. You can't miss, you really can't miss it right across from the main entrance on Hardy Street. Just look for the big yellow building. Kathleen Sick has been our guest. Kathleen, thank you for your partnership with the Eagle Hour. We wish you nothing but continued success. Well, and, thank you. And, and hang on. You guys will get through this week soon enough. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Have a great day. You too. <laughs> All right. Luke Johnson and I will wrap up this Monday installment of the Eagle Hour after this timeout. You're listening to Super Talk Mississippi. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Final segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by DBAT and D1 Hattiesburg. D1 training in Hattiesburg on Hardy Street. Place to get your swing right. Place to get your body right. Right next to each other. Next to Best Buy in the old Gaddy Town, DBAT D1. Proud sponsors of the Eagle Hour. And if you miss a good lunch today, you can always find it every day at 4th Street Bar and Grill, home of the 895 lunch. Lots of preseason football going on. High school football hopefully going to kick in, and we're just uh, 19 days from uh, Southern Miss and South Alabama. Less than three weeks. And, of course, you can catch all the action at 4th Street Bar and Grill, home of the 895 lunch. We appreciate their sponsorship of the show. 
Luke Johnson, Michael Mergens, Kelly Sander from the First Bank Studios in Laurel and Hattiesburg. A couple news and notes. Reed Trimble gets the call up to the low A affiliate, the Delmarva Shorebirds. Another interesting, cool minor league uh, team, but he had been in the uh, in, in the low A. Uh, he has already batted three thirty three on the year, but he gets called up um, out of rookie ball into uh, into the low A team. The Del Marva, I think I'm saying that right, Del Marva Shorebirds. So Reed Trimble called up lady eagle soccer after dropping a two to one match exhibition match last thursday against the florida gators in which the lady eagles really led most of the game they bounced back in uh, defeated louisiana monroe this past saturday two to nothing ariel diaz and mia sadler both with goals exhibition now over and the lady eagles will begin the season this coming thursday down in Baton Rouge to take on the LSU Lady Tigers. So uh, Coach Mo and Lady Eagles gearing up for the official start of their season. Football was in, uh, took I think it took yesterday off, uh, but they practiced Saturday in full pads and getting back after it today. And we'll talk to Heath Hinton tomorrow, Andrew Abadie later in the week, and and get uh, some updates from from practices. Uh, just a couple things from the weekend that I noticed. Coach Hall said that that T Webb had a really good day, and and if you uh, Southern Miss football is pretty good on on putting out. Um, some some postseason or uh, some post practice uh, clips from from Will Hall and other reporters do that too. Will Hall very very uh, intentional Kelly every day to talk about guys that really stand out to him and, and exciting. He's he's excited about the tight end group and and it's. Uh, this is a guy who, in his offense, normal offense, you're probably going to see uh, at least one tight end on the field most plays. Sometimes he plays with two tight ends, and even in, inside the 20, he'll go three tight ends. So I, I thought that was pretty intriguing for him to call out the tight ends on exceptional play, Kelly. And I think the tight ends are underused universally. I mean, normally they're used you know, primarily as blockers. But look at Gronkowski, the career he's had with New England and now at Tampa. I mean, if you if the tight end is used properly, man, those guys can be weapons. You know, Travis Kelsey and and so many great tight ends over the years have been productive members of the offense. And even if they're going to, you know, double team some of your receivers, get you a sure a sure handed tight end. And uh, man, they're just, they're so so reliable usually and um, and underutilized. So maybe we'll see. More use of the tight end under a Will Hall system. Other women's sports, the first preseason volleyball top 25 poll was released today. And two teams from Conference USA in the women's volleyball top 25. Western Kentucky checks in at 16th in volleyball. And for the first time ever, the Rice Lady Owls have made an appearance in the top 25. They check in 23rd. So Western Kentucky and Rice in the AP top 25. We haven't talked a whole lot about uh, volleyball, Luke Johnson, but as soccer now is getting underway this weekend, volleyball and football will be kind of there um, ready to roll. And we're hoping that, uh, you know, bad news of COVID situations across the country aren't going aren't to put too big of a damper on college sports because volleyball and, and soccer now are ready to go. And hopefully the Lady Eagles soccer team can, uh, can make some headway in the Conference USA standings this year. 
Yeah, it's not just soccer that's getting to go this week. Um, volleyball will actually start Friday, too. So we've got two regular season openings this week at LSU on Thursday for soccer. And then volleyball is hosting Mississippi State. It's exhibition, but they're hosting Friday at 6 p.m. And then they will start their season officially next Friday, August 27th. They'll host the Southern Miss Classic uh, Middle or um, sorry, Mississippi Valley, and uh, I think Louisiana Lafayette and South Carolina Upstate will all be in Hattiesburg in uh, an opening tournament. A lot of matches the first uh, few days for Coach uh, Radecki's squad, and you know they get some of those players back from last year because of COVID. And again, it's it's going to be a little unique. You know these uh, these fall sports turning around after what. Two months of <laughs> finishing up. Yeah, it wasn't too and long. Getting back after it again. Hey, do you, when, in usual circumstances, Luke, how soon before an opener will coaches name their starters, saying these guys have earned the right to to start game one? Oh, there was. You talking about football? Wise? Yes, yes. Uh, I mean, I remember sometimes if we had a big quarterback battle, we wouldn't name them till the week before. Now everybody knew what it was. Everybody knew what was going on, um, but you you don't do that for for the opposition to maybe have to prepare a little differently. But literally, the when I won the the punting job in two thousand three, I found out Monday of game week <laughs> that I was the starting punter. So it happens sometimes. Well, and and even under those circumstances, it's not going to be long now. It sure won't be. Absolutely, nineteen days. And uh, we'll catch back up with you tomorrow. Got a good week of guests. And uh, we'll talk some Southern Miss football tomorrow. Thanks for listening to us. Same time tomorrow, we'll catch you. And as always, Southern Miss to to the the top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.